Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Glory to his name. Well, family, today we're starting a new series today. We're starting a new series titled Repercussions. Repercussions. I know you're saying, Pastor, wait a minute. What do you mean by repercussions? Oh, you're going to find out. You're going to find out. Amen. Amen. In fact, if you would join me right now in the word of God, we're going to look at scripture in the book of first Kings today. First Kings chapter 12. And we're going to begin at verse number one. First Kings chapter 12 and verse one. And here our text reads, it says, and Rehoboam went to Shechem for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he was fled from the presence of King Solomon. And Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt, and they sent and called him. And Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel came and spake unto Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our yoke grievous, Now, therefore, make thou the grievous service of thy father and his heavy yoke, which he put upon us lighter, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Depart yet for three days, and then come again to me. And the people departed. And King Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, and said, How do ye advise that I may answer this people? And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto this people this day, and wilt serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servant forever. But he forsook the counsel of the old men, which they had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, and which stood before him. And he said unto them, What counsel give ye that we may answer this people, who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father did put upon us lighter? And the young men that were were grown up with him spake unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou speak unto this people that spake unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavy, but make thou it lighter unto us. Thus shalt thou say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. And now, whereas my father did laid you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father hath chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. We're going to speak today from the subject, who are you rolling with? Who are you rolling with? Who are you rolling with? Here, as we look at our passage, it opens up after the death of Solomon and the beginning of the reign of his son, Rehoboam. 
We see many things unfold and truths revealed in this period. In fact, we're in a season of transition. And some of you who've been with us for a while, you know, I've taught you that during transition, a lot of things are revealed in the midst of transition. Here, we're in a season of transition. Look back with me at the beginning of our text. Again, we're looking at verse number one. And again, it says, and Rehoboam, who went to Shechem, for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he was fled from the presence of King Solomon, and Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt, that they sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel came and spake unto Jer Rehoboam, Rehoboam, saying, they spake unto Rehoboam. Now this is where Rehoboam was made to be king. He was here made to be king. And everyone arrived in Shechem to see Rehoboam to be named as the new king. So everyone came to Shechem to see this. Now, why did they choose Shechem instead of Jerusalem? It's an interesting point that we have to think about and consider. Why would they go to Shechem? I mean, after all, Solomon had reigned for 40 years. And during his 40-year reign, he reigned in Jerusalem. He reigned in Jerusalem, but yet they made it a point that he, they went to Shechem. They went to Shechem. Well, Shechem was an important place in their history. Let me share just a few things with you about Shechem so we'll know why we're there. Actually, it's where here in Shechem, we understand that this is where God appeared to Abraham and promised him the land for his offspring. Remember, God had already spoken to Abraham. He told him, look into the skies. Remember, look into the stars at night. If you can number the stars, so shall thy seed be. Remember, then he said, look at the sand on the shore. If, they, if you can number the sand, so shall that seed be. Remember, he said all those things to him. Well, then after that, he brought him to Shechem and he let him know that this is going to be the place. This is going to be the place where your offspring will be planted. This will be their land. Now, also here in Shechem, this is where um, this is where they buried the remains of Joseph. They buried the remains of Joseph as he asked the Israelites to do. Remember when they were in Egypt and as he was approaching the end of his life, Joseph said, listen, don't bury me here in this land. Take me with you. Take my bones with you is what he said. And I want you to bury them in the place where my fathers are, which was there in Shechem. And they buried him there in Shechem. Also, um, the, also is the place where the Israelites pledged to keep the law of Moses as under Joshua. Joshua led them to this land. Everything seems to run right through Shechem. He led them to Shechem and they said, listen, we're going to follow the law of Moses right here. With everything that the law of Moses says, we're going to be obedient to it. They said that right there in Shechem. Lastly, it's the location or its location was perfect, the perfect place for Rehoboam's coronation. There it was at the southern part of North Israel, right between North Israel and Southern Israel, where it was nestled. And therefore, he wanted him to be there to, to be able to have his coronation right there in Shechem. All of this happened there in 
Shechem. So it's an interesting place. But when they were preparing to meet with Rehoboam, the people of Israel summoned Jeroboam from Egypt, where he had been hiding to avoid Solomon. He'd been there hiding to avoid Solomon. Now that Solomon had died, the people wanted Jeroboam to come and be their mouthpiece representing them to Rehoboam. Oh, we're going to have to dive a little bit more into this Jeroboam situation with Solomon. But for now, we understand that he's there with the people of Israel being the mouthpiece that they needed unto Rehoboam. Look with me back at verse number four now. Look at verse number four. Here it says, thy father made our yoke grievous. Now, therefore, make thou the grievous service of thy father and his heavy yoke, which he put upon us lighter, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Depart yet for three days, then come again to me. And the people departed. The people departed. Here, the people wanted Rehoboam to grant them relief from the grievous yoke which Solomon had inflicted upon them. He said, listen, they wanted just a little bit of relief, a little bit of relief. Now, the, the grievous yoke, the grievous yoke, I put that in air quotes, the grievous yoke that the people were referring to were the taxes and labor load that Solomon required of them. The taxes and the labor load, the work, that they had to do that Solomon was requiring. This is what they wanted to have relief from. You see, during Solomon's reign, he had many building projects going on. Remember, he was the one who built the temple unto God. He was the one that built it. It was, it was filled with gold and silver. It had beautiful tapestry of, of, of of, of purple dyes and red dyes and, and all of this. And, and, and there, were, there were all these beautiful um, um, ornaments that were everywhere. Well, guess what? That stuff wasn't free. <laughs> Somebody had to pay for it. So therefore, all this stuff that was done, how did they, how did they get it done? Well, during some, as he had these building projects, it required lots of funds to pay for the construction and watch this, the maintenance of each. It wasn't just the temple. He had himself a house built. It wasn't just his house. There were other buildings and other structures throughout the lands that Solomon had constructed and built. And all of these things cost some money. They cost some money. These were financed through the taxation of the people. It was financed through the taxation of the people. Also, the people had to work to ensure that the completion of the buildings and their maintenance did, did continue as well. So he had to make sure all of those things happened. They had to make sure it was built. They had to make sure it was maintained. Where do you think your tax dollars go to? <laughs> What do you think your tax? Don't you understand that whatever city you're in, whatever state you're in, wherever the, 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 the capital is in that in the city, that's your capital city. Guess what? Your taxes pay for that. All that stuff in D.C. Guess what? Your taxes are paying for that. <laughs> your taxes and not just the building. Whenever they have to update, especially now in the day of technology, when they went from cat three to cat four and they had to rerun all that wire. Guess what? Your taxes pay for that. 
And now they went from Cat 4 to Cat 5, now to Cat 6, soon Cat 7. All of that stuff going to have to be redone and rewired, and your taxes are paying for all of that. The new computers and updates, guess what? They are paying for that out of their pockets. Your taxes are paying for all of that. <laughs> Everywhere you go. And it's not just here in the United States. So we have some people that watch us from other parts of the world. And sometimes their governments are even more grievous. <laughs> and they have to pay for all of that, too. So your taxes go to say that there's a saying that you some of you may have heard. There are two things that are promised in life, <laughs> death and taxes. <laughs> so your taxes go to pay for a lot of these things, a lot of these things. And here it did not just start in the 20th century. It did not start in the 21st century. This has been going on for ages during these biblical times, well before Jesus. They were doing this before biblical times. They were doing this. So here. They wanted to be able to get some relief because of the amount of money and the labor that they had to put in to maintain all of these things. But I want you to see something. They didn't ask just for relief alone. They didn't ask just for relief alone. In receiving the relief, they also pledged their loyalty to Rehoboam. They pledged their loyalty to Rehoboam. I need somebody to type in chat for me. Loyalty is important. Loyalty is important. Here, they, they weren't just saying, look, just it's too hard. You need to stop, reduce our taxes, and, and, and ease this workload now. That's, that's, that's it. No, they said, look, if you do this, we're going to serve you. We're also, you, you don't have to chase us down. We're going to serve you. We, we, we're going to benefit. We're going to help you out. We're going to do that. We're going to support you if you do that. In other words, if he grants them this request and lightens their taxes and eases up on their workload, they will pledge their unyielding support of him and his kingship. Of him and his kingship. Listen, this is an important thing. Listen, this boy, it's not like Rehoboam has been working in, in, in the, the, the government. It's not like he's been walking around following daddy and seeing exactly what he's doing and learning from him. No, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. No, he hasn't been doing those things. But these people are saying, listen, if you do that, we're going to yield. You're going to give you our unyielding support. We're going to support you. So in other words, somebody who hasn't done this before you would think that it would be advantageous to them to get the promise and support of the people, wouldn't you? I thought so. <laughs> but I want you to see this. I want you to also understand this. Now, although this, this sounds like a no-brainer, sounds like a no-brainer, how do you really need to think about this? But Rehoboam does ask for three days to make his decision. He asked for three days to make his decision. Now, I want to be clear about something. This was not a bad idea. It was not a bad idea. You say, Pastor, why is that? I want you to know that you always want to take time to make the best decision possible. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.